بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So we've now reached in Bulugh al-Maram of al-Hafiz ibn Hajar rahimahullahu ta'ala Bab al-Hayd the chapter of menstruation. This chapter then, Bab al-Hayd, the chapter regarding the menstruation and the blood which exits from the females. Al-Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan, Hafizahullah Ta'ala says in the introduction, before we actually get to the first hadith, he says regarding the menstruation, هذا الباب يذكر فيه الأحاديث الواردة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو يذكر فيه الأحاديث الواردة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في أحكام الحيض والاستحاضة In this chapter, the author is going to mention the ahadith from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم regarding the rules and regulations of menstruation والاستحاضة الاستحاضة is the blood that exits from a woman outside of her normal period times. What is the ruling regarding that? Often you hear many sisters asking regarding bleeding that occurs outside of the normal cycle. And they are asking whether it's permissible to pray or fast, etc. So this chapter is going to speak about that issue also. Blood which exits outside of its normal time, outside of the routine. وَمَا يَلْزَمُ النِّسَاءَ فِي ذَلِكَ And the chapter is going to explain what is upon a woman with regards to the rules and regulations of these issues. فَالْحَيْذُ ذَكَرَ اللَّهُ أَحْكَامَهُ فِي الْقُرْآنِ الْكَرِيمِ So this menstruation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned some of its rules and regulations in the Qur'an. وَذَكَرَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَحْكَامَهُ فِي سُنَّتِهِ and the Prophet ﷺ mentioned its rulings in the Sunnah. Therefore, it is deserving to be given importance. It is deserving to be given importance. This issue of the menstruation and the rules and regulations regarding it. Because indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned it in the Quran. And the rules and regulations of it were mentioned in the Qur'an itself. Thereafter the Prophet ﷺ mentioned it in the Sunnah. All of that indicating that this is an issue of importance. And an issue that is deserving to be given time to be examined. لِأَنَّهُ يَعْتَرِ النِّسَاءَ الْمُسْلِمَاتِ وَقَلَّ أَن تَسْلَمَ مِنْهُمْ رَأَى On top of that the Shaykh says, Shaykh Salih Al-Fawzan, Hafizahullah, that this issue of the menstruation, it is something which overcomes the women. And very rarely, very rarely do you find a woman who, is not, uh, who does not have this menstrual cycle as such. That is very rare. Then the majority of the women, uh, they will face this issue of the menstruation. So they are in need of knowing what the rules and regulations are in relation to it. 
And the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in a hadith which is in Al-Bukhari and in Muslim, he said, إِنَّهُ شَيْءٌ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَى بَنَاتِ آدَمِ That indeed it is an affair, it is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed upon the women or the daughters of Adam. It is something that Allah has written upon the daughters of Adam, i.e. the women. It is something which overcomes the women, this menstrual cycle whereby the period occurs and the blood it releases. فَالْمَرْأَةُ تَحْتَاجُ فِي حَالِ الْحَيْضِ إِلَى مَعْرِفَةِ مَا يَلْزَمُهَا مِنْ أُمُورِ دِينِهَا So a woman when she's upon this menstruation, upon these menses, then she requires to know what are the rulings and regulations regarding her worship. فَبَيَّنَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى ذَلِكَ فِي كِتَابِهِ وَبَيَّنَهُ رَسُولُهُ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ فِي سُنَّتِهِ And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that i.e. the rules and regulations of the menstruation in the Qur'an and the Messenger of Allah صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ mentioned it in the Sunnah وَتَدَارَسَهُ الْعُلَمَاءُ مِنْ وَقْتِ الصَّحَابَةِ إِلَى وَقْتِنَا هَذَا And then the Shaykh says, the scholars from the time of the companions up until our time now, then they study this affair. They study this affair and they examine these affairs and they teach these affairs. That is something that has been occurring from the time of the companions up until our time now. And the scholars, they created or they made a specific chapter in the books of knowledge for this issue. Just as we have now in front of us this specific chapter on the issue of menstruation. So that is the importance that the scholars from the time of the Sahaba to now have discussed this issue and taught it. And the scholars, such was the importance of the issue that they would put specific chapters in their books regarding the menstruation. Just like in Bulugh al-Maram, Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar, rahimahullah ta'ala did. He put a separate chapter, the chapter of menstruation. But then the shaykh says, وَلَكِنْ مَعَ الْأَسَفِ But with regret, with regret, الشديد, with great regret, فَإِنَّ هُنَاكَ أُنَاسًا مِنَ الْمُثَقَّفِينَ وَمِنَ الَّذِينَ يَدَّعُونَ الْفَهْمُ وَالْحِذْقُ وَمَعْرِفَةُ فِقْهِ الْوَاقِعُ فَإِنَّ مِنْ هَؤُلَاءِ مَنْ يَسْتَخِفُّ بِرِجَالِ الْعِلْمِ وَيَقُولُ عَنْهُمْ بِأَنَّهُمْ عُلَمَاءُ حَيْضُ وَنِفَاسِ وَمَا ذَلِكَ إِلَّا جَهْلًا مِنْهُمْ وَاسْتِخْفَافًا بِأُمُورِ دِينِهِمْ The Shaykh says with great regret, there are those individuals who consider themselves to be modern. They consider themselves to be up to date with current affairs. They consider themselves to be in the current world, in the day as it is, in the 21st century, as they claim, those types of people, they belittle the scholars. They belittle the scholars of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, who have given importance to this issue, have given importance to the issue of menstruation, and the rules and the regulations for the women regarding that. There are those, the Shaykh says with regret, who belittle these scholars, who teach and speak about these affairs. And the shaykh says that is nothing other than ignorance from them. It is ignorance from them and a belittlement of the affairs of the religion. Because this issue of menstruation 
It is an affair from the affairs of the religion. فَهَؤُلَاءِ إِنْ كَانُوا يَقُولُونَ ذَلِكَ مِنْ بَابِ الْإِسْتِهْزَاءِ بِأَحْكَامِ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهُمْ مُرْتَدُّونَ The shaykh says, if these people who belittle this issue of menstruation and they say that these scholars to Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they say these scholars are just scholars of menstruation. They are scholars of blood. They mock them in this way. They mock these individuals. They mock the scholars of Ahl Sunnah in this way. The scholars of Ahl Sunnah who teach these chapters, they mock them and they say, these are scholars of blood. These are scholars of menstruation. And the Shaykh says, if they are doing that, they are mocking this issue of menstruation as a mockery of the religion, then they are apostates. It is apostasy to mock the religion. وَإِلَّا فَإِنَّهُ يُخْشَى عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ الرِّدَّةِ وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ And otherwise, if it is not their intention to mock the religion, then nevertheless, the shaykh says these individuals, it is feared upon them. You fear upon them apostasy. The ones who belittle and they mock, and they say they are scholars of blood, and they are scholars of menstruation. That is a belittlement of the religion. It is not an act or a speech which is correct or acceptable. لِذَلِكَ For that reason the shaykh says, فَإِنَّكَ تَجِدُ الْكَثِيرِ مِنَ النَّاسِ يَسْخَرُونَ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ بِقَوْلِهِمْ لَهُمْ لَيْسَ لَكُمْ أَوْ لَيْسَ لَكُمْ شُغْلٌ إِلَّا الْحَيْضُ وَالنِّفَاسِ وَالْإِسْتِنْجَاءِ That's why the shaykh says, because of these deviants who make a mockery of this issue, and they mock Ahl-Sunnah who teach this issue, because of their mockery, then the shaykh says, unfortunately you find many people now, they begin to say that the scholars of Ahl-Sunnah, they are, or it is as if they've got nothing better to do, than to sit and talk about the issues of menstruation. They make a mockery in this way. They say they have nothing better to do than to sit and speak about the issues of menstruation. Or the issues of postnatal bleeding. Or the issues of how to clean yourself. وَإِلَىٰ غَيْرِ ذَٰلِكَ And other than that, وَهُمْ يُقَلِّلُونَ مِنْ شَأْنِ أَحْكَامِ هَذِهِ الْأُمُورِ And they belittle the rules and regulations that are related to this issue. فَهَاؤُلَاهِ لَمْ يُدْرِكُوا خُطُورَةَ مَا هُمْ عَلَيْهِ these people, the shaykh says, have not understood the danger of what they are upon in terms of these statements. Min al wal from the sin and the, uh, the 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 evil that they are committing via these acts and these statements, and it is upon them to make repentance, to make tawbah from their statements, where they mock and say that this menstruation is that all you have to do, is that all you sit and talk about all the time. Then this is a mockery that they make of Ahl Sunnah, and it is upon them to repent from that. Uh, and the Shaykh quotes the ayah from the Quran in Surah Muhammad: "Thalika bi annahum karehu ma anzal Allah, fa'ahbat a'malahum." That is because they disliked that which Allah revealed, and so Allah caused their actions to be uh, finished. "Faman kareha shayin min mimma anzal Allah." فَإِنَّهُ يَرْتَدُّ وَيَحْبَضُ عَمَلُهُ كَمَا فِي هَذِي الْآيَةِ الْكَرِيمَةِ So for the one who dislikes anything from the revelation of Allah, or uh, he has a, a hatred towards any of that revelation from Allah, then that uh, individual has committed apostasy, to dislike and to hate the revelation of Allah, and his actions are wasted, as this ayah indicates. فَالْوَاجِبْ أَن نُفَكِّرَ فِي الْكَلَامِ قَبْلَ أَن نَلْقِيَا 
So the Shaykh says, it is obligatory upon us to think about what we are saying before we accept it or say it. And that we shouldn't just simply go and narrate these things and say these things without thinking about them. So this is the first thing that the Shaykh mentions in this introduction, that this issue of menstruation, it is an issue that is of importance, mentioned in the Qur'an, mentioned in the Sunnah. And the scholars from the time of the Sahaba have taught it and spoke about it. And as for those who mock it, then they are upon severe danger. So then the Shaykh mentions some of the ayat in the Qur'an that mention this issue of the menstruation. Remember, this is all introduction yet before we actually get to the rules and the regulations of the affair. فَالْحَيْضُ ذَكَرَ اللَّهُ أَحْكَامَهُ فِي كِتَابِهِ فَقَالَ So this menstruation, Allah mentioned its rulings in the Qur'an and said, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْمَحِيضِ قُلْ هُوَ أَذَا فَاعْتَزِلُ النِّسَاءَ فِي الْمَحِيضِ وَلَا تَقْرَبُوهُنَّ حَتَّى يَطْهُرْنَ فَإِذَا تَطَهَّرْنَ فَأْتُوهُنَّ مِنْ حَيْثُ أَمَرَكُمُ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ التَّوَّابِينَ وَيُحِبُّ الْمُتَطَهِّرِينَ In Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ And they ask you, i.e. the people, they would ask the Prophet wasallam. The people would ask the Prophet wasallam about this menstruation. So Allah says, قُلْ Say to them, هُوَ أَذَى That it is something that is impure. Allah says in the Qur'an that the people, they come and ask you about the menstruation, so tell them it is something that is impure. This period, it is something that is impure. Then Allah commands the believers to distance themselves from the menstruating woman in terms of the relations. فَعَتَزِلُ النِّسَاءَ فِي الْمَحِيضِ So distance yourself from them in the time of the period. Uh, a meaning to not have intercourse, to not have the intercourse during that period. وَلَا تَقْرَبُوهُنَّ حَتَّى يَطْهُرْنَ And do not go close to them, i.e. do not have the intercourse until they purify themselves, until they are finished from that cycle, until they are finished from that period, and they have purified themselves, made the ghusl. أَمَّا الْإِسْتِمْتَاعْ بِهِنَّ بِمَا هُوَ دُونَ ذَلِكَ فَلَا مَانِعَ مِنْهُ As for foreplay, then that is permissible, as long as the intercourse does not occur. فَلِلْمَرْءِ أَنْ يَسْتَمْتِعَ بِزَوْجَتِهِ الْحَائِضِ فِيمَا سِوَى ذَلِكَ مِنْ لَمْسٍ وَقُبْلَةٍ وَمُدَاعَبَةٍ وَمُبَاشَرَةٍ أَيْضًا فَقَدْ كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صلى الله عليه وسلم يَفْعَلُهُ فَيَأْمُرُ عَائِشَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا وَهِيَ حَائِضٌ أَنْ تَتَّزِرَ ثُمَّ يُبَاشِرَهَا فَمُبَاشِرَةُ الْحَائِضُ وَالْإِسْتِمْتَاعُ بِهَا وَمُمَاسَتُهَا وَتَقْبِيلُهَا كُلُّ هَذَا جَائِزٌ مَا عَدَى الْجِمَاعُ فِي الْفَرْجِ فَإِنَّهُ حَرَامٌ So as for other affairs like kissing or physical contact or foreplay then these types of affairs are permissible with a woman that is menstruating because the Prophet ﷺ used to do that. He used to command Aisha radiallahu anha to cover the lower half, to wear something over the lower half, and then the foreplay would occur. So this is permissible, as long as the intercourse does not take place. That's why when this ayah was revealed, saying stay away from them in the menstruation, in the period, 
meaning do not have intercourse, then the Prophet ﷺ said, Isna'u kulla shay'in illa nikah You are allowed to do as you please except for the intercourse. فَالْآيَةَ تَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ دَمَ الْحَيْرِ نَجِسْ So therefore this ayah indicates that the blood of the period is impure. Remember, this is all a general introduction to the issue. We will come to the details. The general ayah indicates now, generally, that the blood of the period is impure. وَالْحَدِيثُ يَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْحَائِضْ طَاهِرَ فِي بَدَنِهَا لِجَوَازْ لَمْسِهَا وَتَقْبِيلِهَا وَمُبَاشَرَتِهَا and the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, إِسْنَعُوا كُلَّ شَيْءٍ إِلَّا النِّكَاحِ That you can do as you please, kissing, touching, etc. Except for intercourse indicates that the rest of the body of the woman is pure. It doesn't mean that when a woman is upon the period that she is impure as a whole. The blood is impure, but the woman is pure. That's why it is permissible to still engage in other activities of physical contact. As long as it is not intercourse. The fact that you are allowed to engage in other activities of physical uh, contact indicates that the woman is pure elsewhere in her body. So the woman who is upon the period is pure. And the remainder of her parts, the uh, other aspects of the woman, her body uh, and what is from her body is pure. وَإِنَّمَا تَلْزَمُ طَهَارَتُهَا لَيْسَ مِنَ النَّجَاسَ فِي بَدَنِهَا وَإِنَّمَا مِنَ الْحَدَثِ وَيُؤَيِّدُ ذَلِكَ أَنَّ النَّبِيَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ كَانَ فِي الْمَسْجِدِ فَقَالَ لِعَائِشَةَ نَاوِلِينِ الْخَمْرَ فَقَالَتْ إِنِّي حَائِضٌ قَالَ لَيْسَتْ حَيْضَتُكِ فِي يَدِكِ يَعْنِي أَنَّ جِسْمَ الْحَائِضِ يَدُهَا وَرِجْلُهَا طَاهِرَةٌ وَإِنَّمَا النَّجَاسَ مَقْصُورَةٌ عَلَى نَفْسِ الدَّمِ مُخْرِجَةٌ فَقَط so these narrations and the narration where the Prophet ﷺ asked Aisha radiallahu anha to hand him over something when he was in the masjid. So she said, I'm menstruating. So the Prophet ﷺ said, this period, it is not under your control. So that indicated that it was still permissible. Her hands, her feet, everything else is pure. It is only the blood which exits that is impure. And that area from where it exits, then that is the impure. This indicates or demonstrates the exaggeration that some of Judaism fell into, whereby they would completely and utterly distance themselves from their women when their women were upon the period. The Jews, they would separate themselves from the women completely, not touching them at all. When they were upon that period, فَلَا تَقْرَبُهَا حَتَّى فِي الْأَكْلِ وَالشُرْبِ To the extent that they would not even sit with them in eating and drinking. They would have to sit in a separate room, the women, when they were upon the period. They cannot even sit with them together to eat and drink. To this level, they would separate themselves and that is غُلُو It is exaggeration, it is extremism, going beyond the limits. فَأَمَرَ اللَّهُ هَذِي الْأُمَّةِ بِمُخَالَفَةِ الْيَهُودِ وَمُبَاشَرَةِ الْحَابِ and so we as the Muslims were commanded to oppose that. And it is permissible to have physical contact with a woman who is upon the period, eating, drinking together, etc., all types, as long as the intercourse does not occur. So we can say therefore that the woman who is upon a period has two states. Al-halatul ula 
أنه لا يجوز جماعها لا باغتسال ولا بغيره وهي حالة الحيض that a woman it is not permissible to have intercourse with her even if she has a ghusl if she's upon the time of the period when the woman is on the time of the period she is in that time now even if she goes and makes a ghusl if she's still in her period then it is haram to have intercourse the second state is if the period it finishes then intercourse is permissible with the condition that the woman has made the ghusl and that is as Allah said فَإِذَا تَطَهَّرْنَا فَأْتُوهُنَّ مِنْ حَيْثُ أَمَرَكُمُ اللَّهِ that if they purify themselves the period finishes and they make the ghusl then you are able to come to them as you please i.e. the intercourse إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ التَّوَّابِينَ وَيُحِبُّ الْمُتَطَهِّرِينَ Allah loves those who make repentance and those who are upon purification and this is the methodology of the majority of the scholars جمهور أهل العلم بل حكاه بعض العلماء إجماعا some of the scholars have even given a consensus upon that يعني أن الحائض إذا انقطع دمها لا يجوز جماعها إلا بعد أن تغتسل some of the scholars even said there is a consensus that if a woman's period finishes, you cannot have intercourse until she has the ghusl. So that is what's mentioned. And some of the scholars, they said, as long as the period finishes, then you can have the intercourse, even if she hasn't made the, the ghusl, even if she hasn't made the ghusl, if the period has finished, then some of the scholars said you can have the intercourse, but the correct opinion the majority of the scholars, that a woman if she finishes her period, she must have the ghusl before the intercourse is permissible. Then moving on from that, and this is still all to introduce the topic, al-hayd. When we speak about this, inter- this menses or menstruation or period, all these different words that are used to indicate this cycle in the woman, then what is al-hayd? Menstruation, what does that word mean? In the Arabic language it means sayalan. It means something which flows. Something which flows. They say for example, Hadal Wadi Ivasala. That the valley it flowed with water. If the water came and filled it up, you would say the valley is flowing with water. So the word Hayd in Arabic, which is used to mean menstruation, it means flowing. And that's clear. Because it is the blood that flows from the woman and exits. So Islamically, menstruation, this is the definition of it. دَمٌ طَبِيعَةٌ وَجَبِلَّةٌ يَخْرُجُ مِنْ قَعْرِ رَحْمِ الْمَرْأَ فِي أَيَّامٍ مَعْلُومَةٌ It is a natural, a natural type of blood which exits from the depths of the inside of the woman, the the womb of the woman, in specific days. So it is blood, natural blood. Not a woman becomes injured or ill, not that one. Natural blood which exits from the depths of the woman, from the inside of the woman. On known days, there are known days when it occurs. That is what menstruation is. As for istihaba that you hear about, then that is the blood which exits due to illness or other reasons that occur 
bleeding from the woman, which is not the normal bleeding of menstruation in its normal time from the normal place inside of her. This is blood that exits from other places outside of the normal time. That's a different type. And we will come to that also in the explanation of the ahadith. So after having mentioned that brief introduction and some of the general rulings regarding menstruation, we'll go into the first hadith. عن عائشة رضي الله عنها قالت عائشة رضي الله عنها said إن فاطمة بنت أبي حبيش كانت تستحاض فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم she says عائشة رضي الله عنها that فاطمة بنت أبي حبيش used to have this abnormal blood this abnormal blood which used to exit outside of the normal period time so the Prophet ﷺ said to her, That the blood of menstruation, the normal period blood, is a dark black type of blood which is known. It is a dark type of blood which is known. It is a black type of blood which is known. So if that's the blood which comes out of you, i.e. it is the normal period you're on, فَأَمْسِكِي عَنِ الصَّلَاةِ Then stop praying. فَإِذَا كَانَ الْآخَرِ If it is something other than that, it is not the dark normal period blood, it's something else. فَتَوَضَّئِي وَصَلِّي Then make the wudu and pray. رواه أبو داود والنسائي وصححه وابن حبان والحاكم واستنكره أبو حاتم So in this hadith then, the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha. She says that Fatima bint Abi Hubaysh used to have this abnormal bleeding. يعني يخرج منها الدم في غير أوقاته. The blood used to exit from her outside of the normal period time. فأتت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تسأله ماذا تفعل. So she came to the Prophet ﷺ to ask him what she should do. Because this blood, it was coming out of her outside of the normal period time. هَلْ حُكْمُهَا حُكْمُ الْحَائِضِ تَدَعُ الصَّلَاةِ وَالصَّيَامِ وَالْجِمَاعِ أَوْ أَنَّ لَهَا حُكْمًا آخَرِ So she wanted to know, is the ruling for this blood which is exiting outside of the normal period time, is it the same ruling? Meaning does she have to stop praying, stop fasting, intercourse is not allowed? Or is there a different ruling for this blood, which is outside of the normal period blood? فَأَجَابَهَا بِجَوَابٍ شَافٍ كَافٍ So the Prophet ﷺ gave her a complete, comprehensive answer. And he said, إِنَّ دَمَ الْحَيْضِ أَسْوَدُ يُعْرَفُ That the blood of the proper menstruation, the period is black, it is dark. And that is known. بِخِلَافِ دَمِ الْإِسْتِحَابَ In contradiction, in, uh, contrary to the blood of Istihada, which is the abnormal bleeding outside of the period. A woman that bleeds outside of her normal period time, then that blood will be a different type of blood. You will be able to recognize this is not the period blood. Because that type of blood, which comes abnormally outside of the normal period blood, then it is a type of blood which is not dark and thick. It is a type of blood which is more... Red, it is lighter and it is redder. It has a different color to it. So the Prophet ﷺ said, 
the period blood, it has certain characteristics. It is dark. It is dark. Whereas the abnormal blood that comes outside, it is lighter and redder. So this is one difference. And there are two other differences also. One difference is the color. The period blood is dark. Abnormal blood outside of the period is light, like a red color. Another difference is, أَنَّ دَمَ الْحَيْضِ يَكُونُ غَلِيظًا فَخِينًا وَدَمُ الْإِسْتِحَاضَ يَكُونُ رَقِيقًا The second difference is, the blood of the actual period is normally thick. Whereas the blood which comes abnormally is very light. It is light. It is not thick. It is very light. But the blood of the period is thick. That is the second difference. ثُمَّ إِنَّ دَمَ الْحَيْضِ يُعْرَفْ إِي تَعْرِفُ النِّسَاءِ إِذْ إِنَّ لَهُ رَائِحَ كَرِيهَا مَنْتَنَى مُنْتِنَى بِخِلَافْ دَمَ الْإِسْتِحَاضَ فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَتْ لَهُ رَائِحَ The third difference is that the blood of the normal period, the Shaykh says that is known to the women. Because that blood, it has a smell to it. That blood has a bad smell to it. Whereas the abnormal blood that comes outside of the period, then that is a type of blood which doesn't have this uh, unruly smell to it. So there are three differences between the normal period blood and the abnormal blood that might exit outside of the normal period time. The period blood is dark in color. That's one. It is thick in its density. That is two. And it has a distinct smell to it. An unlikely smell to it. A disliked smell to it. Whereas the abnormal blood that comes outside of the period is not dark. It is lighter. It is redder. It is not thick. It is light. It is very light in its density. And it does not have a disliked smell to it. So this is the three differences that the Prophet ﷺ explained in this hadith to Fatima bint Abi Hubaysh. Then he said to her, ﷺ, فَإِذَا كَانَ ذَلِكَ فَدَعِ الصَّلَاةِ he said to her, so if it is that type of blood, meaning if it is the menstruation, the period blood, meaning it is dark in color, it is almost like a black, a very thick, dark red color with a smell to it, then in that case, leave the prayer, stop praying, you are upon the period. If however, it is not of those characteristics, if it is the other one, which is not dark, it is light, it is a red color, it is not thick, it is very light, and it is not something which has a disliked smell to it, then that means it is not the period blood. So then the Prophet ﷺ said to her, وصلي. In that case, make your wudu and pray. Make your wudu and pray. The hadith therefore indicates that there is a difference between the blood of periods and the blood of abnormal bleeding outside of periods. There's a difference in the ruling to them. There's a difference in the ruling and there's a difference in the actual description of those two types of blood. 
We've now seen that there's a difference in the description, but also there's a difference in the ruling. There's a difference in the ruling. Because the abnormal one, the Prophet ﷺ says, make your wudu and pray. Whereas the normal period blood, you would have to stop praying. So there's a difference in the ruling and the description. After that, that's what this first hadith indicates in brief. That there is a difference in the descriptions of the types of blood that exit from a woman. The period blood compared to abnormal blood outside of the period. And that there is a difference in the ruling of the two types of blood. So a woman shouldn't think that if she bleeds outside of her normal period, if that blood was light and very red and not thick, then that's a type of blood which isn't the period blood. It's not thick, it's not dark, it's not smelly. It is a type of blood which doesn't have a smell, it doesn't have thickness, it doesn't have darkness. Then a woman doesn't stop praying, make your wudu and pray. But now we will come to more details. The next hadith was a hadith Asma bint Umais. In the hadith of Asma bint Umais, Inda Abi Dawud, which is narrated by Abu Dawud. Waltajlis fi mirkanin, faida raat sufratan fawqal ma, faltag tasil lilvuhri, wal asri guslan wahida. وتغتسل للمغرب والعشاء غسلا واحدا وتغتسل للفجر غسلا واحدا وتتوضأ بين ذلك Now in the hadith of Asma bint Umais and she was a companion from the female companions and Asma bint Umais رضي الله عنها she made both of the hijras Al-Hijrat Al-Ula, the first hijra which was made to Habasha, and also the second hijra that was made to Al-Madina. And she was the wife of Ja'far ibn Abi Talib. She was the wife of Ja'far ibn Abi Talib. Then Ja'far, he was killed in one of the incidents which is known as the Waqa'atu Mu'ta. He was killed in this particular incident, he was martyred. After that, Tazawwajaha Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. After Ja'far ibn Abi Talib was killed, then Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anha married her. lahu Muhammad ibn Abi Bakr so Muhammad ibn Abi Bakr was born. Muhammad the son of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, radiyallahu anhu, he was born. Then when Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, radiyallahu anhu, died, tazawwajaha Amirul Mu'minina Ali ibn Abi Talib. Then the Amirul Mu'minin Ali ibn Abi Talib, he married her. فَأَنْجَبَتْ لَهُ يَحْيَى إِبْنْ عَلِي إِبْنَ أَبِي طَالِبٍ So then Yahya, uh, Yahya ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib was born. And then after that, uh, as it's known, Ustushida uh, Ali, Ali radiallahu anhu, was killed or he uh, was martyred, he died. And she was still his wife at the time. So this is Asma bint Umais radiallahu anha. In this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says, uh, 
fi mirkan that she needs to sit uh, upon some type of stool or some type of chair what's the definition given there so to sit on some type of object where you might relieve yourself if you imagine some type of object that you sit upon then to sit upon this type of object a type of stool you could like say like a bucket like a bucket a type of bucket or some type of object like that that you could sit on top so here the prophet says sit on top of this bucket like type of object or this uh, 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 object which you sit on فَإِذَا رَأَتْ sufra. In fact, the Shaykh mentions here that it is a type of object where they would wash their clothes in. So like a bucket or a barrel or something of that nature. Uh, and the meaning of it is That she would sit upon this type of bucket, this wooden bucket if you imagine some object of that nature. And she would clean herself upon that. She would pour the water on herself in that area and clean herself. So the Prophet ﷺ says, sit on that object. فَإِذَا رَأَتْ صُفْرَ فَوْقَ الْمَاءِ If she sees yellowness on top of the water, because this is a like, like a type of bucket with water in it, and she's going to sit on top of it. Then after that, if what exits from her is a type of yellowness on top of the water, what is the point of that? The point of this is that the Prophet ﷺ is telling her to examine herself. Sit on top of this bucket-like object, which is full of water, and then see what exits from you. If what exits into the bucket full of water is a yellowy type of object, or a yellowy type of liquid, then that indicates something. That the woman who has abnormal bleeding outside of her time should examine herself. So she sits upon this type of object, Nowadays you might say the toilet, very similar. That you sit upon this object with water in it, then you pour water upon yourself in that area, then after that you see what has come down, what has exited. If it is yellowness which is upon it, a yellowy type of liquid has exited, then that woman should make the ghusl for dhuhr and asr prayer. One ghusl, sufficient for dhuhr and asr. Then she makes another ghusl for Maghrib and Isha. And then she makes one ghusl for uh, Al-Fajr. So what does the hadith mean in summary? Awalan, bayanu kayfa ta'rif al-mustahada nihayat haydiha. Wa thalika bi'an takhtabira nafsaha. Fatajlisu fi mirkan wa tasubbu alayha al-ma'a. وجاء في الحديث الأول أنها تميز بين الدم الأسود وغير الأسود. So this is one of the ways that a woman can examine herself. What's the type of blood coming out? What's the type of liquid coming out? So you sit upon some object with water in it, and then clean yourself with some water and see what is the type of liquid which has exited. So if this liquid which has exited is a yellowy type of liquid, then, تَغْتَسِلُ فِي الْيَوْمِ وَالْلَيْلَ ثَلَاثَ مَرَّاتِ The Prophet ﷺ explained that a woman makes ghusl three times. Once for dhuhr and asr, once for maghrib and isha, once for fajr. 
بينما جاء في الحديث الأول الاختصار على الوضوء فقط فدل على أن الاختصال مستحب however however the first hadith indicated that a woman who is upon abnormal bleeding all she has to do is make wudu and pray that's what it said tawadda'i wa salli make the wudu and pray but this hadith indicates that you need to make the ghusl three times once for dhuhr and asr once for maghrib and isha once for fajr so then the scholars or shaykh salih al-fawzan hafizahullah says you combine between the narrations to say that making the ghusl is mustahab, it is recommended. But if a woman was to make the wudu, at least she made the wudu in that time when she's having this abnormal bleeding, which is not thick, it is light, red, uh, no smell to it. So it is abnormal bleeding, it is not the period. Then in that instance, at least the woman should make wudu and then pray. But if she was to make the ghusl as well three times, once for dhuhr and asr, once for maghrib and isha, once for fajr, then that is better and recommended. Um, we'll conclude upon that one for now. The next hadith is lengthy, it will take time. The hadith of Hamna bint Jahsh. That hadith we will begin with next time. But bear in mind that this chapter it needs to be understood together. So now we've mentioned one or two ahadith and we've mentioned some rulings. But to get the full understanding of the rules and regulations regarding menstruation, we need to go through the remainder of the chapter. So it's important that everybody attends throughout. And those following these lectures uh, in other means via the internet, etc., that they also follow through to the end in order to understand all of the rules and regulations and all of the scenarios and situations in context. So that is the opening there. We've done an introduction and we mentioned a couple of the hadith and some of the rulings that go with them. But it's important to follow through and understand the remainder of the hadith in this chapter in order to get a proper understanding of the rules and regulations of menstruation. So inshallah ta'ala, we'll continue next week. Uh, actually, it will be two weeks, subhanAllah. In two weeks' time. We will have to continue in two weeks' time. Next week, uh, there is the conference in Dar al-Tawheed in London. So in two weeks' time, inshallah, we'll continue. And we'll do the next uh, section. And then once it is done, it will be uploaded again onto the uh, various websites, Al-Basira, Salafi Center, onto the Bolton website also, inshallah ta'ala. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين